This week I'm talking about how to build and maintain trust and why that's important. So let's talk. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast full of simple ideas for better mental health. I'm your host, Jeremy Godwin, and I'm an Australian writer and speaker who spent most of the 2010s dealing with severe depression and anxiety. And that led me to change careers to study mental health. In this show, I use my knowledge of psychology, sociology and counselling, combined with my personal experiences of dealing with mental illness, to bring you a show full of ways to improve your mental well-being. Each week, I look at one specific topic and I go through simple things that you can do to improve your mental health. In this episode, you'll find out why trust is so important for your well-being, how to create and maintain trust with others, and what to do if your trust has been broken or betrayed. So, get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Hello and welcome to episode 54, and thanks for joining me. Now, I have a quick announcement this week before I begin, and it's one I'm really excited about. Last week, I sent a message out to everyone on my mailing list, which you can join at any time at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash subscribe. You'll get episode alerts plus exclusive updates about the program before anybody else. So in that message from last week to my subscribers, I announced that I will be turning part of the final episode for 2020 into an Ask Me Anything session. So episode 59 will go out on December the 28th in Australia, New Zealand, the rest of the Asia Pacific region, and December the 27th in the rest of the world, so including the US, Canada, UK, Europe, etc. And I'm calling that one Looking Back, Looking Forward. So I'll be talking about how far we've all come in spite of the unique set of challenges that we've all faced this year. Not quite sure that the word unique fully describes 2020. And I'll be sharing some recommendations about preparing for 2021 in terms of your mental health and well-being. The exciting part is that the second half of that episode will be an Ask Me Anything session, where I'll be answering as many questions as I can from you wonderful people who listen to my podcast every week from all the corners of the globe. So, do you want to be involved? Your Ask Me Anything questions need to be submitted to me via the website by no later than end of day on December the 1st, whatever your time zone is by the end of the day on that date. So as I said, I'll answer as many as I possibly can in the final episode for 2020. Don't worry, I am coming back in 2021. Please keep your questions clean and be nice. <laughs> so to submit your questions, you can head over to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash AMA2020. That's letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash AMA2020. And that's the place to submit your question because the form is there that you need to fill out. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll find a link in my profile that will take you there in the blink of an eye. So that's at LTA Mental Health. I've already had lots of questions come in from my mailing list subscribers, so make sure you submit yours ASAP and by no later than December the 1st so that you don't miss out. And so with that covered, on with this week's episode, which is all about trust. Trust is something that goes hand in hand with boundaries, which I talked about last week in episode 53, and it has a lot to do with truth. In fact, there's a quote by an unknown author that I absolutely love, which goes, trust starts with truth, and ends with truth. Today, it can sometimes seem more difficult than ever before to wade through all the misinformation that's out there. The outrageous news stories that are completely made up, the random articles shared on social media as so-called truth when they have no actual evidence to back them up. Hell, even photos and videos can be deep faked if people work hard enough at it. 
All of that stuff can be damaging to the sense of trust that we have in our broader world, and it takes a lot of work to be able to step back and critically analyse what we're being bombarded with day in and day out. And then on top of that, we have to contend with building and maintaining trust in our own relationships, with our partner, our family, friends, neighbours, co-workers, and so on. We want to think that people are kind and fair and have our best interests in mind. However, that's not always the case. And so we need to find a way to navigate trust that doesn't shut us off from the world entirely, but also which doesn't leave us being taken advantage of or having our hearts broken. And so how do you do that? How do you ensure that your most important relationships are based on mutual respect and trust? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's a big topic, but hopefully by the end of the episode, you'll have a few simple ideas that you can put into practice immediately, since that's the point of this whole show. So let's start with some definitions. What is trust? Trust is about having a firm belief in the truth or reliability of something or someone. When you trust someone, you believe that they will do as you expect them to. It's an important part of our relationships with other people, and being able to trust someone can go a long way towards influencing not just how we feel about them, but also how we feel about ourselves. You know, I've talked in previous episodes about how I switched careers a few years ago and completed a degree in psychology and sociology, and I chose those two subjects, one which looks at the individual and the other which looks at the group. I chose those two subjects because I very firmly believe that there's no real distinction between our internal world, the one we live in in our mind, and our external world, which is the one we experience as we interact with other people and society as a whole. And so I think it's important that when we're looking at mental health, that we look at our overall mental health and well-being in a holistic way, rather than splitting our focus into just the internal or the external. And you know, I'm getting all philosophical, which I tend to do at least once every episode. Now, I was just talking to my partner about this in the car this morning. Don't get any big ideas. It wasn't some great big intellectual conversation. I was just commenting on how funny it is that I can finally justify specializing in those two areas. And that conversation led me to realize this very specific point that I think we need to remind ourselves about. We create the world around us through our words, our actions, and our feelings. Yet at the same time, the world around us creates us. What does that have to do with trust? Everything. If we trust ourselves, our experience is a very different one than if we don't trust ourselves. And at the same time, if we trust other people, the world is enormously different than if we don't trust other people. So why is trust important? Well, it's the foundation of every healthy relationship that you will ever have. Without mutual respect and trust, that healthy bit of the relationship cannot exist. Trust and healthy relationships go hand in hand. When we have healthy relationships in our life that are founded on mutual trust, honesty, and respect, it can go a long way toward helping us to feel good about ourselves, and it can serve to improve our self-esteem. But when our relationships are unhealthy and riddled with dishonesty or disrespect, that can have a detrimental impact on our sense of self-worth, and it can lead to issues like insecurity. A healthy relationship based on trust is one where you feel safe with the other person where you know that you can confide in them and it won't be shared or used against you. And it's about being seen as a human being and giving the same level of respect and courtesy back. I talked about this a lot in episode 38, Relationships, and I encourage you to check that out. 
You can find it and all past episodes of Let's Talk About Mental Health at letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au forward slash episodes, where you'll find audio for each episode plus full transcripts. When you deal with people outside of your immediate circle, there's a massive element of trust that goes along with it. Each time you hire a tradesperson to do work on your home, you're trusting that they know what they're doing and will do the job properly. If you or someone that you know goes to hospital, you're putting your trust in the doctors and nurses that they will provide proper care and kindness. Even at work, trust plays a huge role. Some of our relationships at work are purely transactional in terms of interacting with specific people to get things done for the sake of our jobs. And then many relationships develop a layer of personal connection that in some cases can even develop into actual friendships. Many of my own friends are people I've worked with. And I think that comes back to the fact that I'm pretty much my authentic self in the workplace, if not a little better behaved than I might be at home. And that sense of connecting with other people on a human level can play a huge role in building and maintaining trust. And by the way, I'll be talking about authenticity as the topic for next week's episode. So how do you build and maintain trust? Well, let's jump into the how-to part of this week's episode. So there are four parts of this how-to section that I'll be covering today. The first is building and maintaining trust in relationships. Then I'll be looking at trust and the wider world. I'll be exploring what to do if your trust has been betrayed. And I'll be finishing up with a conversation about trust and ghosting. So building and maintaining trust in relationships. Regardless of whether you're thinking about work relationships or personal relationships, there's really no difference in terms of trust except for the level of intimacy, assuming that you're keeping your work and personal lives separate. So there's a few things to consider. The first is to identify what trust means to you in each situation. For example, at work or at school, that might mean trusting your peers to do their share of the group's work. At home, that might mean being able to discuss your innermost fears with someone that you're close to without them being used against you or shared with others. Each relationship is unique, and I think sometimes we forget to take a moment to step back and look at the big picture by making sure that we're clear about what trust means to us and then communicating that. And so often that can lead to misunderstandings because other people might not know what we expect of them. So take that time to identify what trust means to you. The next is to look at any issues around trust that might be present for you. If you've had your heart broken a few times or you've been betrayed by friends, then you're probably going to find trusting a new person to be difficult. And so that's a trust issue that needs to be confronted head on and dealt with. I talked about baggage all the way back in episode 7, so that may prove useful. However, for things that you might be really struggling with, it's a good idea to work with a qualified professional, like a counsellor or therapist, so that you can dig deeper and address the root cause or causes. But by all means, check out episode 7 for more about baggage, if that's applicable to you. My next point here is to be clear on your values and stick to them. Values like honesty, fairness, kindness, these are all things that go to the very core of who you are as a person. And so it's important to be clear about what your values are and then to incorporate them into all of your relationships so that you're being authentic, which can then lead to other people feeling more able to connect with you and trust you. And that flows into my next point, which is to set your boundaries and stick to them. 
Again, I spent a whole episode covering boundaries last week in episode 53, so check that out. But the main point here is that if you don't have clear boundaries or you don't maintain them, you aren't doing what you need to do to look after yourself and your needs when it comes to trust. And so it's a very important part of good mental health, having and maintaining boundaries that are healthy. The next piece of advice around building and maintaining trust in your relationships is to make the effort and take your time. All things take time, effort and perseverance, which was the topic of episode 51. And so be mindful that trust isn't immediate. It's something that's built over time. Take things one day at a time, one step at a time, and don't rush the process because it will take time to build genuine trust. Part of that also involves giving people the benefit of the doubt, and this is a risky one. I mean, if you've ever been hurt before, it can be hard to take that leap of faith and give people the trust. But the truth is that most people really are far more focused on what's going on in their own lives than they are in interfering with others or causing trouble for others. And so rather than thinking the worst of other people's intentions, I think it's important to be trusting and to give people the benefit of the doubt. But of course, you do that in a way where you don't let people walk all over you. So I kind of look at it as keep one eye open, but don't assume the worst. Assume the best, but prepare for the worst, if that makes sense. This is a really big part of realistic optimism, which is the subject of episode 47. And it's a really fundamental aspect of Let's Talk About Mental Health, the podcast. It's something I really firmly believe in. So I'd encourage that you check out episode 47 for more. Moving on to my next point, which is to ask for what you need. Don't make people guess or expect them to magically know what you need. Actually ask for what you need. Nobody's a mind reader. And if you assume that other people know what you need, well, you know what the first three letters spell out. Asking for what you need is a way of being kind to others because you're not making them guess or keeping them in the dark. And it's also a way of being kind to yourself because if you don't ask, you don't get. Speaking of being kind, my next point is to give what you expect. I hope it goes without saying that you should treat other people the way that you want to be treated, but I'll say it anyway. You get back what you put out, so be fair and reasonable in the way you deal with others, which then leads to greater mutual trust. And then as part of that building and maintaining trust, it's also important to address issues early. Do this by asking questions rather than assuming, but also following your instincts. I talked about assertiveness back in episode 45, and I'd recommend that one if you're finding yourself less than assertive. But the main thing here is to call issues out if and when you see them, because often it can be a misunderstanding or simply a different perspective. So if you iron out problems while they're still small, then they stop from growing into bigger issues. I use this a lot combined with my three strikes and you're out thing that I've talked about a few times before in previous episodes, and it works 99% of the time. But of course, sometimes things will happen that take you by surprise, and that's inevitable in life. You cannot be prepared for everything. But for the most part, if you tackle issues early, they have a much higher likelihood of working out more positively, or at least causing you less pain in the future in terms of dealing with deeper trust issues. So now I'm going to move on to some general advice around trust and the wider world and how you relate to the world. So in general, be curious. Ask questions. Know the difference between reliable sources and unreliable ones. Don't just take things at face value. 
I mean, don't go all the way in the other direction and become totally mistrusting, but instead search for and find balance in all things. Know the difference between a quality resource or news source and ones that are more about sensationalism in order to sell more advertising or drive a specific political agenda. Take the time to develop your critical thinking skills and when you read or hear something, especially if it sounds outrageous, don't just immediately take it as truth. Explore, ask questions, find evidence from multiple reputable sources. You're responsible for what you believe because your beliefs have a direct impact on how you interact with others and with the world. And so if you're buying into stuff or spreading false information, you're actually contributing to all the ongoing trust issues that we're facing as a society. As always, choose to be a part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And you make that happen by doing no harm, being kind, and giving more than you take. So my next section is what do you do if your trust has been betrayed? Look, there are lots of different ways that this could happen. Of course, if we're talking about romantic relationships, infidelity or cheating is a big one. But it can also happen in friendships, family relationships, etc. Due to lying, manipulation, theft, betrayal of confidence, broken promises, and so on and so forth. If your trust has been betrayed, there's a few things to do. And I'm going to draw from an article in Healthline, and I'll put the link in the transcript. So there's six points to cover. The first is communicate how you feel about the situation and what impact it has had on you. I've mentioned this a few times uh, around episode 45 being focused on assertiveness. And I do so because I know for some of us, it can be really challenging to be assertive and to actually address that stuff. But it is important that you communicate how you feel about the situation if your trust has been betrayed. The second point is take some time to consider the reason behind the lie or betrayal. Sometimes these types of things can be a symptom of a much deeper issue. And so it's important not to just react to what has happened, but instead to explore what is really going on and then confront and address the root cause. My third point is if you need to let go of the relationship, then let go. This is always your choice and only you can decide what's right for you. Something I talked about in both episodes 22 and 32. I'd also say here that knowing when you need to let go versus when you want to let go are two very different things. And as hard as it can be, it's important not to cling on to things that are no longer in your best interests, regardless of how scary that might be. Number four, if somebody has betrayed your trust and if you feel that you can find a way to move forward with them, communicate what you need the other person to do in order to rebuild the trust. Number five is know and accept that if something has broken, it will not repair in exactly the same way because it cannot. You cannot go backwards. Something new will be created and it can be an opportunity to grow, but it will never be identical to what it was before. And I think acceptance is a really important part of that. And I know I keep promoting previous episodes, but you know, they're all, all of these episodes are all linked to one another. Acceptance is something I covered in episode 36. And then the final point in this part is to focus on the now. So if you've been betrayed and you've made a decision to move forward, then that means that if you do decide to move forward with the other person, you need to genuinely let go of the past, meaning that you don't wield it as a weapon and bring it up over and over again. Now, if the idea of that triggers feelings of insecurity for you, I recommend working with a professional. And of course, you can also check out episode 35 for a deeper look at insecurity. 
And just before I move to the next section, what if you're the one who did the betraying of trust? Make it right. Own up to it. Acknowledge what impact it's had and apologize. And then ask the other person what you can do to make it right. Other than that, and not doing it again, it's out of your hands. The other person might find a way to forgive or they might not. And either way, you have no control other than your own words, actions and feelings. If you're having a really hard time working through that, it might be necessary to work with a qualified counsellor or therapist, either together or individually, in order to try to find a way forward. And that's something I do recommend a lot. So consider how you can get some objective support for navigating through everything. And so the final part of this how-to section is about trust and ghosting. Now, first of all, like I said last week, please do not ghost anyone, ever. I know confrontation is tough for a lot of people and it can be easier to avoid the person, but it's just unkind. My advice is to set clear boundaries and enforce consequences so that if and when you do have to cut off contact, especially if your trust has been betrayed, it's hardly a surprise to the other person. Trust me when I say you'll be able to sleep with a clearer conscience that way. Check out episode 53 for more specific advice around setting and maintaining healthy boundaries, as well as episode 45, all about assertiveness. And so what do you do if it's you that has been ghosted? I've actually been asked to tackle this one quite a few times. I've had a number of people reach out to me. And rather than giving it its own episode, I mean, I kind of go back and forth on it, to be honest. And I may look at it next year on its own. But to be frank, I think I've probably avoided the topic in the past because I've dealt with it myself from a particular friend over the past few years. And even now, it still stings sometimes. You know, this is someone who I was practically best friends with for more than 12 years. And then after we moved to the country, she never initiated contact. So it was always left to me to get in touch. And then my messages just wouldn't be answered 99% of the time. And for the most part, I've let it go. But I mean, I haven't fully let it go. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it now, would I? We're still friends on Facebook, for example. And every now and then when I actually go on that thing, since I'm more of an Instagram person, I see some of her posts and it can cause a few twinges of pain even now. You know, we're talking five, almost six years later. I know deep down that I should let go completely and cut that final cord, but I'm not quite there yet. And so here's my point. Being ghosted is shitty and nothing I can say will change that fact. What I can say is that it's not about you. People choose what they do or don't do. And even if worst case scenario, they might have stopped talking to you because of an issue or whatever, if they chose to take the easy way out so that they could avoid confrontation, then that's on them. Look, I bring this subject up this week because being ghosted, regardless of whether it's by a friend or a romantic partner, hurts like hell and it can cause major trust issues. But you can only control what's within your direct control, your words, actions, and feelings, and especially what you do with your feelings in terms of either letting them control you or you taking control of them. Sadly, this whole ghosting thing seems to be more and more common now, and call me old-fashioned, but I think it comes back to our society being a lot less considerate of one another's feelings, which is why I always bang on in this podcast about do no harm, be kind, and give more than you take. So if you've been ghosted, then there really are two things here to do. The first is to remind yourself that it's not about you. It's about them and the choices that they have made. It's really not about you. I know that's cold comfort, but it's really important to be clear on that, even if it does hurt. 
that hurt will eventually fade. And in the meantime, you need to focus on today and putting one foot in front of the other. And you do that by being the best version of you that you can possibly be. And the second thing to do if you've been ghosted is to work through your feelings of hurt and pain by proactively letting go, which is something that takes time and regular effort. It's not just something you do once and you're done. And I talked about the how-to part of letting go back in episode 32, so check that out. But if you're really struggling with it, that really is a massive life event in some cases. And it really, I would think that would be the time, if you haven't already, to go and talk to a professional because they can help you work through it in a more objective and less emotional way. Just know that regardless of what has happened, that doesn't mean that it will happen again. And eventually, you will feel ready to trust again. In the meantime, take your time and treat yourself with kindness. Because when it comes to trust and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. Trust is the foundation of every relationship you've ever had and ever will have. Because without trust, there cannot be mutual respect. And that goes for your closest personal relationships, as well as how you deal with the rest of the world in general. When we focus on fear and mistrust, what we're doing is pumping out negative energy and putting up barriers that say the world is something that we have to protect ourselves from, but it's not. Most people are kind, and most people want to do the right thing by their fellow human beings. And so when we focus on building and maintaining trust with everyone we come into contact with, what we're doing is sending a message to the whole world that says, hey, I see you and I trust that just like me, what you want most out of life is to be happy and to find meaning. And every time you do that, you help to create a world that is just a little bit better than it was yesterday. So, each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by the American writer and minister Frank Crane, and it is, You may be deceived if you trust too much, but you will live in torment unless you trust enough. Let me repeat that. You may be deceived if you trust too much, but you will live in torment unless you trust enough. Alright, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about authenticity. I'll be discussing what authenticity is, why it's the foundation of not just your mental health, but your overall happiness, and how to be your most authentic self every single day. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released in the morning of Monday the 30th of November in Australia, New Zealand and the rest of the Asia-Pacific region, the evening of Sunday the 29th of November in the UK, Ireland, Europe and the Middle East, and the afternoon of Sunday the 29th of November in the US, Canada, Central America and South America. You can find past episodes and additional content at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. And you can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at LTA Mental Health, as well as on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform and tell someone you know about the show, because word of mouth really helps new people to discover the program. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time.